0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whatever time of the day it is, welcome in to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, August the 31st, 2023. We are now two months exactly away from Halloween as another month comes to a close and 122 days away from New Year's Eve, if you can believe it or not. You know those 122 days are going to fly by as well. Today is International Overdose Awareness Day, an extremely important day, perhaps more so now than ever before, with the insane amount of deadly fentanyl coming into the country and the sharp rise in overdose deaths in the country. Today is also Daffodil Day, celebrating the flower that has become symbolic with the fight against cancer. After a support organization started using the daffodil as part of its logo decades ago, the flower also represents a symbol of hope. And they can use some daffodils, or hope, in the southeast today, where Tropical Storm Edalia is still dumping massive amounts of rain in parts of Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina after making landfall in the Florida Panhandle yesterday. The town of Cedar Key, Florida, which you probably heard a lot about in the news, experienced eight feet of storm surge. Eight feet. Fortunately, the Big Bend area of the Panhandle is not very heavily populated, but for those that do live there, most of the homes are wiped out. In Charleston, South Carolina, the water level at the Charleston Harbor was higher than nine feet According to the National Weather Service, the beautiful city of Charleston also underwater today. Newsmax reporter Leonardo Feldman was covering the storm Wednesday in Trenton, Florida. That's north of Tampa, about halfway between Tampa and the capital city of Tallahassee.
1: We know so far that at least two people have been killed in Florida. We know that one of those fatalities was in Pasco County and the other uh, was in Alachua, Pasco and Alachua, and both of them were traffic weather-related incidents. We also know that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is holding press conferences throughout the day to update people as to the latest of Idalia.
0: We have eight urban search and rescue teams staged, ready to go, 33 ambulance strike teams, 5,500 National Guardsmen. Uh, We also have the
1: Coast Guard on standby, uh, should that be necessary. The flooding is severe. The storm surge is severe, and it continues to be present in several areas, including in Cedar Key and also in uh, Stain and other localities where we know that Hurricane Idalia hit the hardest.
2: Mm,
0: Clearly the threat is not over yet.
3: Leonardo Feldman live for us in Trenton today covering Adalia for us. We'll be checking back in with you, Leo. Thank you.
0: In Washington, President Biden held a meeting with cabinet members about recovery efforts from the hurricane as well as continued recovery efforts in Maui, Hawaii.
3: Federal teams on the ground are going to continue to work with the first responders in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina to get people to safety. I directed my team to do everything we can for as long as it takes to help Maui recover, rebuild in a way that respects and honors Hawaiian traditions and cultures and the needs of the local community. The president announced $95 million
0: in aid for Maui from the bipartisan infrastructure bill, this a day after announcing $250 million in aid for Ukraine. Which we talked about yesterday, I should say another 250 million in aid for Ukraine, which brings the U.S. total to more than 113 billion dollars, and 95 million for Maui, although the 95 million is specifically to rebuild the electrical grid. I'm sure there will be many more millions or if not billions to come. But as far as I know, the federal government hasn't given the people of Maui any more than those $700 checks that were in the news a few weeks ago.
1: Joining us now is GOP Hawaii State Representative Diamond Garcia. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, First, I have to ask, uh, how are you and your constituents doing right now in this tough time? Well, you know, we're, we're in the recovery process, so please pray for the families who are affected here. This was a shock to all of us. The most devastating fire in over 100 years in this country. So families are really going through it. And what's sad to see is the, the slowness and the lack of federal response to the point where they should be. Lots of local families are frustrated with the horrible federal response and so keep us in prayer, please.
0: Why do you think that is, the slow federal response?
1: We don't know. We don't know. There are hundreds and hundreds of locals who are saying, we are American citizens. We're, we're not just a territory or a foreign country. or We're a small island nation. We are the 50th State of the Union. We deserve the help and support from the federal government, like all other 49 states are. Yeah, and it's been a week since President Biden toured the damage there in Maui. Some of the survivors feel that the president failed them. And in some ways, he lacked a bit of sensitivity when he was comparing the fires to a kitchen fire at his home. Let's take a listen to that soundbite real quick.
3: I don't want to compare difficulties, but we have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife my 67 Corvette and my cat but all kidding aside I watched the firefighters the way they responded
1: now I do know that a lot of people have been outspoken about this in Hawaii they've been putting up signs after that that comment what did you make of it His visit was completely disrespectful and insensitive to the local families. To compare what the locals here went through to a small kitchen fire where he almost, not he didn't, he almost lost his Corvette and his cat was completely insensitive. And it goes to show how out of touch President Biden is and his entire administration is with the American people. That's Hawaii State
0: Rep. Diamond Garcia on Newsmax's Wake Up America. So that's what's going on in Hawaii. And what about what happened in Kentucky with Mitch McConnell? Senator Mitch McConnell, the Senate Minority Leader. I mean, if you're not going to retire at 81, he seriously needs to take a medical leave. And this is no joking matter. By now, you've seen this episode of him freezing up while giving a speech in Covington, Kentucky.
1: Sure.
4: Did you hear the question, Senator, running for re-election in 2026?
0: McConnell's aide said he feels fine, and as a precaution, he'll be consulting a physician. You think? consulting a physician maybe should have went right to the emergency room this is the second time this has happened in the last month only yesterday was a lot worse this is serious and seriously reignites the debate on age limits and term limits he's 81 and he's in his seventh term seventh term is that what the founding fathers had intended or really wanted I saw multiple people on Twitter or X yesterday, whatever, saying when or asking when is enough enough, and how about eighty-year-old President Biden being asked about McConnell?
3: Thank
4: you, you. Sarah. And should run for the election? Are
3: you running? I am not, sir. Okay, all right. Thank you. Thank
4: you. What the heck was that about? Joe Biden was asked should McConnell run for re-election. Why would they ask him that anyway? That was Mayorkas, right? The Homeland Security guy who's not interested in security. He's not running. Very awkward. Very weird. Our president is. I mean, this is pathetic. And then this happened. Secretary Homeland Security,
3: a guy who took the job. Uh, thank you for taking the job, pal.
4: <laughs> yeah. Mayorkas. Majorcas is the name. He does that a lot. The guy who took the job, the guy who runs the Pentagon. All right. We're in trouble with that.
0: That's Greg Kelly, host of the now wildly popular Greg Kelly Reports, 10 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. Greg also has a podcast, by the way. If you listen to this podcast on the Newsmax website, newsmax.com slash listen, a page with all the Newsmax podcasts come up. Greg's podcast. Is uh, right underneath of this podcast. So check it out. Should McConnell run for reelection? I don't know who the reporter was that asked that question, but forget about why ask Biden that question. Why would you ask anybody that question right after McConnell experienced some obvious kind of mental or physical issue? Maybe are you concerned about your good friend Mitch McConnell, right? Biden's always talking about how they're good friends, even though they don't agree on things. He mentioned it yesterday in his news conference. Do you have any comment on Mitch? Whatever, something like that. Eric Bowling spoke about it with another member of the Senate, Texas Senator Ted Cruz.
4: Look, Mitch and I have disagreed on a lot of issues, but 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 he is tough and ordinary and 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 so I'm rooting for him to to, to power through this. But but it, it it was a frightening video today.
5: Yeah, it's scary. Um, it looks like yeah. Well, you yeah. we won't speculate what it is, but he certainly, you know. And then it, again, folks, it's it goes both ways. I mean, if you call for Mitch to reconsider about you know continuing on in the Senate, don't you have the same issues with with Joe Biden? I mean, I think the guys. At least as compromised as Mitch McConnell is. Senator?
4: Well, and listen, Eric, I've served eleven years in the Senate now. Over the years, I've had a number of colleagues who at the tail end of their life um, end up having very, very serious health issues. And I have joked, if you if you ever want to feel really young, come to the U.S. Senate. Your colleagues are 106 and yet you, and you'll feel like a spry chicken by comparison. But uh that that's the path we're all on, and 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 there, have been I've seen both Republicans and Democrats uh, in the Senate at a stage where where they have very significant cognitive decline, and and it's one thing if you're a senator, you're one of a hundred where where the, the the country can continue to do its business. It's another thing if you're the president of the United States, and and I have to say, Joe Biden's deterioration is really dangerous. Look every senator knows joe biden joe swore me in 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 twenty twelve when i was first elected to the senate he was vice president the joe biden of today bears no resemblance uh... to the man of twelve years ago that swore me in the very first time to, to, to be a senator and, and it's really dangerous because there's only one president, there's only one commander in chief, there's only one man with his finger on the button. And, and I really do fear what the enemies of America think, what, what Putin thinks, what she thinks, what the Ayatollah thinks. When they look at a president whose who's mental deterioration, he's clearly not up to the job anymore.
0: And in a segment about the southern border, Eric asked Senator Cruz about this.
3: The intelligence community is determined, the U.S. intelligence community has determined that domestic terrorism rooted in white supremacy is the greatest terrorist threat we face in the homeland.
5: Senator,
4: white supremacy. Look. Listen, that's idiotic, and and by the way, to be clear, white supremacy is evil and bigoted and and Joe Biden has some gall talking about it because Joe Biden, 12 years ago, gave the eulogy at the funeral of a a former exalted cyclops of the KKK, so maybe she should shut up with his trying to make everything about pushing partisan politics, but but let, let me be clear. Any bigoted hatred is wrong, but you want to talk about threats to this country? Come to the southern border, which Joe Biden refuses to do. Come to the Rio Grande Valley. See what happens every single day. I was just on the southern border the day before yesterday. We've had over 7 million people cross illegally. When I was there several weeks ago in Brownsville, they were seeing 90 to 100 Chinese nationals every day, many of them young men of military age that are coming in. Now, Now, Eric, help me on this. I'm, I may not be an expert on geography, but I'm pretty sure China's not right to our South. And it says something about why why Chinese military-age males are coming through Mexico across our southern border because Joe Biden and the Democrats are letting them in. We're also seeing record numbers of people on the terror watch list. If you're a radical Islamic terrorist, if you're a jihadist, right now Joe Biden has an open invitation, come to our southern border and cross. And we're going to see a horrific attack, tragically, I fear from these Biden open borders, and they don't care about solving it. We're already seeing murders. We're seeing rapes. We're seeing horrific crimes. We're also seeing the worst level of drug overdoses in our nation's history.
0: Some powerful words from Texas Senator Ted Cruz on the balance with Eric Bowling, who also spoke with 12-year-old Jaden Rodriguez. That is the middle school boy who was initially suspended from a Colorado Springs school Because he had a patch of the Gadsden
5: flag, a military flag, on his backpack. This is the left's re-education and indoctrination of our youth. To raise children ignorant of our history and who despise our founding but because of a brave mother and a young boy who decided not to bend the knee and take the more difficult path. The Gadsden flag lives another day in Colorado Springs. Joining me now is that mother, Eden, and her son, Jaden. We welcome both of you very much. Jaden, you're a rock star, my friend. You're a social media rock star. Tell us how you felt when they removed you from school because of the patch of that flag you were wearing.
2: I felt hurt, I guess, all because of a flag that represents America, that's kind of ridiculous. I was missing out on school, missing out on classes, and now I'm a tiny bit behind due to that, which is hard. But now, thankfully, I can attend, like you said.
5: You know, Jaden, I noticed that during that interchange, um, the teacher had no idea what the flag symbolized. She actually said it symbolized slavery in, in, in another period. I, I, I'm wondering, Jane, do you think she was confused with the Confederate flag and she had no idea what she was doing when she removed you or, or the administrator of a teacher or whatever, when she removed you from class?
2: Yes, I, I think she was maybe she was confusing it with the Confederate flag, but it has nothing to do with slavery. I mean, no, it's a revolutionary flag that was a warning to the British not to tread on our rights. But my, the school is treading on my rights, or was treading now. Um, I, I guess I had a revolution, and now, um, it's, now I'm free of the school's policies.
0: Very, very bright kid. And we get more on the same story from
6: Newsmax host Carl Higby. This is deeply personal to me, considering my Navy career. Barack Obama tried the same stupid stunt back in 2002 under an order from the Secretary of the Navy, which answers to the president, I realize, they can rescind any order from them. But at the time, in 2002, the Navy Jack flag, which is a variation of the original Gadsden flag, was ordered to be flown on all Navy ships and authorized to be worn throughout the duration of the War on Terror, even on your uniform. See, clearly not a slavery flag. The Navy Jack is based on the same concept as the original flag, with the addition of 13 stripes for the colonies. Same meaning, same phrase on it. It was even adopted by now super-woke Nike in 2005, on an entire line of clothing, mind you. It was even put on pairs of cleats worn by major league soccer team in 2006. They had the logo on it. No slavery references then. it became become the symbol of empowerment. I mean, it was all over the apparel world. It was never political. That was until Barack Obama took issue with it after the Tea Party movement adopted it. Weird. 2013 rolls around and a few friends of mine had gotten this email said, quote, all, Warcom and Group 2, those are the SEAL team's uh, superior commands, have pushed out the uniform policy for NWU-3 and any patches worn on the sleeve. All personnel are authorized to wear the matching AOR American flag patch on the right shoulder. You are no longer authorized to wear the Don't Tread on Me patch. Thanks, senior enlisted advisor. I redacted the, uh, the name of the person for their own privacy because they were still an active SEAL. I, I was out of the military, but I started asking questions to a lot of people. And, and take a look at this article I wrote back in 2013, detailing one of the responses I got from a senior person. said, quote, the Jack is too closely associated with radical groups. You cannot make this stuff up. This is the U.S. Navy getting rid of its own flag. Former Navy SEAL Carl Higby
0: hosts a Frontline weekday afternoons at 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And President Biden, who White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says is working so hard every day that his staff can hardly keep up with him, has no events on his calendar today. Corinne, however, does have a White House press briefing, so we'll see what kind of zingers come out of that. Maybe, maybe our White House correspondent James Rosen will ask her about those comments on how relentlessly The president works and a quick business note, speaking of working, and I know people have their reasons for not liking Amazon or its founder, Jeff Bezos. But the company's new CEO, Andy Jassy, is telling the company's workers to get back to work in the office or else Amazon officials confirming to CNN that Jassy told employees to get on board with the company's return to office plan or to consider employment elsewhere. During a recent event, Jassy said that while employees are entitled to disagree with the company's decision to bring workers back to the office, they are not entitled to disregard the decision. Good for him. Andy Jassy, you go. By the way, the policy, like most other companies that are bringing people back to work finally, is calling for a minimum of three days a week in the office, not a full five-day schedule. Don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems. If you have AT&T, Xfinity, Comcast, Cox Cable, Spectrum, Dish, DirecTV, you have newsmax it's also available on platforms like apple tv amazon roku zumo and others and make sure you get the newsmax app on your smartphone that way you can watch your favorite shows anywhere anytime you want i'm tony marino thank you for listening to newsmax daily enjoy the rest of your thursday final day of august and keep on fighting the good fight news breaks every
4: minute every day